Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper. Our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. And each week on Harvest Time, we get to tell you the stories of our church, as we often feature interviews with our members and other friends of the ministry. Of course, we'd like to invite you this weekend to Harvest Baptist Church as we begin Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. We have adult Bible fellowships and children's programs. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 a.m. We'll be in part one of God's amazing love for you from 1 John 4, 9 and 10. And today we'll be talking about what we'll be doing Sunday evening at Harvest Baptist Church as well. Let's begin the program today, though, by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. We're going to begin a little Christmas series, just a two-part series this Sunday. For those that have been attending at Harvest, you know we've been in a series that began back in the month of September, walking through the book of Acts, and that's been awesome. We've been talking about the way God designed the church and uh, how he used it early in that first century to impact our world. Uh, but we're going to take a little break in that series to just do a little Christmas focus. And you're right, the title is God's Amazing Love for You. First uh, John chapter 4 and verse 9 tells us a little Christmas story. It says, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. So that's sort of the foundation for this little short two-week series. Uh, The love of God is demonstrated in this Christmas season in that he sent his son. And so we want to talk about the love of God as we evaluate, as we think about the ways that God's blessed us through the Christmas season. So we'd invite our listeners, if they'd like, we'd sure welcome them to Join us this Sunday morning uh, at 10.30. The service starts. You know, people probably know uh, all about that Jesus is the is the reason we're celebrating. He's the reason for the season, right? That's sure. what people say. Yeah. But they may not understand all of the um, sort of the the way we might say it is the theological reasons the and the reasons that relate directly to us. And we're starting with love, and that's probably going to get us into explaining some of those other things. Yeah, you, you know, when we, uh, I've a few years ago, I came to this realization in a way far deeper than I'd ever thought of it before, um, that uh, John 3.16, you know, says, for God so loved the world that he gave. All right, we're very familiar with that. Yeah. Um, but there was a, a sense in my heart where I understood when I got the full picture of what it meant for God to to send his son and the sacrifice that was made by Jesus Christ, when I was able to view personally, just sort of have a good uh, perspective of what Jesus went through, then the reality of that God so loved the world started to make sense to me. Yeah. And yeah, that's exactly what we want to come back to. Um uh, the sentimentality of the Christmas season, which we love, the baby in the manger, these are sweet scenes, and they're good scenes. Um, and uh, But they really drive us to this fact that this is out of the foundation of God's love for us. And in the Christmas season, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily feel loved. You know, some people do. They have great families. They have, uh, you know, awesome 
you know, family times, but there's a lot of people that spend some time alone. Um, and even people with good families, you know, sometimes feel a little bit alone. And uh, it's here, I think, that we come back to this understanding that at the very foundation of who we are, God designed for us, created us, and he wants us to know that he loves us. So I hope people are encouraged as we look at that again this Christmas season. Well, we're glad uh, to have with us in, uh, in the studio today a couple of important people to us here at Harvest, Miss uh, Deb Denton and uh, Mr. Uh, Kenny Infante are both with us, and they're here for a specific reason, because Sunday night uh, at 6 o'clock, this coming Sunday night, we have a special presentation of our college students, our HBBC, Harvest Baptist Bible College, fifth year students. Is that right? I'll ask you in just a second. Maybe I, I saw some no's, so I better ask about that. But some of our students are participating in a drama, and... Uh, Deb and Kenny are, are co-leading, co-directing this drama. Maybe I can start with you, Deb. Just tell us a little bit of what's happening. Then I'd like to back up and ask you about how you got involved in this. Okay. Well, this Sunday, we're going to be having our third through fifth year students. Okay. So t- three years. Yes. All right. So they will all be participating either in the musical aspect or the speaking, and do you want to know the program's title? Sure, tell okay, us about Okay, we'll tell you program. a little bit yeah. about it. The heart behind it was that we want to make sure that we can point people to Christ. Yeah. And so we're going to be posing the question to the audience, what child is this? And we want each of the audience members be able to answer that question honestly within themselves. And we will have four different Bible characters come out and answer that question also. Wow, that sounds awesome. Deb, tell me, how did you get involved with this in, in directing and leading this? Um, I, I, you do some teaching in the college, in the academy. What's your role here? Yes, I've been here at Harvest since 2002, and I started teaching in HBBC around 2008. They asked me to, to help with the speech department there because at the time there was no one teaching. So when I first took over, I just did a basic speech class. And then as I, the students always did a musical aspect for Christmas. So they always did a wonderful, beautiful concert. And I just had this epiphany that I was, I thought we could add some drama Ah, to that program. So this will be our eighth production or Christmas program that we've done here at Harvest. Well, I have to tell you, I'm looking forward to this. Last year, we weren't, you know, my first Christmas here, we didn't do the drama piece. Um, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was hoping I didn't miss it, but <laughs> I don't think we did that. And But I have had, even then, uh, a lot of people say, you're really going to enjoy HBBC drama. And so I think what you've done with it and maybe just the kids' enthusiasm speaks uh, soundly. I mean, a lot of people were enthusiastic about it and telling me, so I'm excited about doing it. Yeah, they're a wonderful group of young people to work with, and they have real servants' hearts and are willing to step out of their comfort zone. This is not easy for them. Yeah. And so I'm really proud of them. A lot of them don't even speak English as their first language, but they're willing to go up there and give their very best for Christ. Right. They want to share the gospel. Yeah, in front of a big crowd. That's a nervous thing for them. It sure is. Yeah, that's awesome. Kenny, uh, let's bring you into the picture as well. You're going to help with the music, co-direct to this. Um, tell me how long you've been here at Harvest. 
Um, so technically, I guess I've been here since 95. I was a kid. I grew since up forever, here, yeah, right? Forever ago. <laughs> um, I started teaching here in 2016. So it was my fourth year. Um, and currently my third year working with the, the college kids. Okay. Um, so I, I currently teach the fourth and fifth year students in choir. Um, and for the Christmas program, we bring in the third year students as well to join in to be a part of this okay. program. So you're a graduate of the academy, right? Yes. You, you grew up on Guam? Yes. Okay. When went away from college and then came back to mm-hmm. teach. You and your wife were both here, right? Yep, that's okay. correct. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so you've been working with the choir two years, is that right? Um, yes. What kinds of, you know, all the students, parts of the students? Or? So um, all the fourth and fifth year are there in one group. Um, so t- overall, as a, as a college graduate, they get two years of being in choir. Um, so... Uh, this current class, I've actually seen them the past three years, and it's been neat to see them improve um, in their musicality and reading music um, and hearing each other and blending with each other. Um, but yeah, I basically teach them just basics about choir and how to sing. The nice thing about these college kids is that they're naturally musical. Well, I was going to say that. Yeah. I mean, the islands, they sing a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I know even around campus, we regularly see groups with uh, guitar or yeah. uke just singing, and of course, they harmonize great. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So you're starting from something, but what are, what are you trying to add as you're teaching them? I just want them to embrace their sound. Um, I'm not trying to, to change um, what they're used to because, I mean, our goal here is to, to train them, give them the tools they need to go back, right, yeah, to go exactly. back to their islands and teach. So I'm just using what they know and using the skills they already have and uh, the harmonies they sing with and just using that for for the glory of, of God, ultimately for that. And they're really easy to teach because I don't have to teach them the harmonies. They just naturally know them. <laughs> uh, so this, I'm looking forward to hearing them uh, this Sunday night because I think I think it's an awesome production when you um, put together the speaking parts and the, the choir together. Deb, you said you've been doing this for eight years, teaching drama longer than that. Um, and uh, it was uh, interesting, even as you were just talking about this coming up and, and these students, you know, a real emphasis on their desire to, you know, proclaim Jesus. Um, drama has a unique way of reaching our hearts, it feels like. Is that part of what drew you to be interested in this kind of thing? Definitely. I think it's a wonderful tool to be able to use. There's an emotional aspect to it. Right. People have connection. I mean, you look at Christ, Jesus. He was the greatest storyteller of all time. Yeah. He used that tool to teach his les- what he wanted people to know. Yeah. And I just love being able to do this with our college students. I think it's really wonderful that they could use it back in their islands, too. They can, they can make a set. They could make puppets. They could use all of these different tools that we're doing right there in their island too. They don't need big fancy lights or anything else. And I think that storytelling definitely reaches, especially the island cultures. It's a way of them sharing their culture with one another. And so why not share the gospel through that venue? Yeah, maybe we should talk about that. The puppet shows won't be a part of Sunday night, but I know that you've been working with these same students or at least from the college, uh, over the last couple weekends and several different things doing puppet shows. Yes, we were able to do it at the Festival of Lights. Okay. Puppet shows are really fun, a fun way to teach truth, and children love it, but I also think that adults enjoy it yeah. also. Well, I was just in uh, at Festival of Lights just a couple nights ago. 
Uh, I was in for one of the performances of the students, and um, you're right. There was many kids in there. They sat quiet. <laughs> they listened to you know a pretty clear gospel presentation. But I was watching as well the adults who also were listening just as intently, and they, and they weren't just watching their children. They were really listening to the message, and so yeah, that was awesome. And it was interesting afterwards also to come back and and see our students. The I think there's four or five during that performance that we're doing the puppets as they kind of came out from behind the screen the joy on their faces as well there was a partly a sense of accomplishment uh i think but yeah it was pretty rewarding just to see that it is i think that they once they realize they can do it it does give them a confidence they come into my classroom kind of scared you can see that they're really self-conscious but as the semester goes on i can see them grow in their speaking abilities and realizing, you know, hey, I can do this. I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to be ashamed. I can I can go out and I can share my faith with others. And that's what I love about public speaking, the growth that you can see in the individuals. You were talking earlier just about, um, you know, Jesus storytelling in the way that not just stories, but dramatic stories he used to uh, communicate powerful truths and, and powerful lessons. I agree with you that, especially in the islands, actually a lot of places where, well, there's a lot of locations around the earth, around the world, where storytelling continues to be a primary means of, of learning truth. But uh, it, just in general, um, drama has a way of capturing our attention, not, not just storytelling, but even for somebody that does you know, a little bit of public speaking, it's always interesting to me that if you can capture people's attention, even if they'll just laugh with you a little bit, you're able to follow up kind of a moment, of, a light moment with something you know, pretty powerful that connects in just a deeper way. When we touch it emotionally, it seems like it opens the gates for our brains and maybe Definitely. our hearts as well. So, And music is just another form of telling a story also. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, Kenny, I know that God's really gifted you in uh, you know, many, many ways musically, and it is a gift um, from God. But yeah, it in the same way, right? Music opens up the truth of the message in a, in a very different way. Yeah, just music has a power to just connect people, um, whether it's to you know, their background or their culture, or, and then, of course, to God and what He's done for our lives. Um, but just, it's cool to see uh, these students sing together um, and I, I really encourage them and challenge them to remember that we're singing for just God, right? No one else. When we're there in front of the church body on Sunday mornings, when you're there at Guahan Baptist Church, where, you know, in front of the church there, you're not singing for them, you know? You're technically just singing for one person, and that's God. Um, I think if they can remember that, and it goes with storytelling too, if you can remember that you're, you're up there on stage for the glory of God, and everything will be okay. You know, that's part of the nerves that come with performing. Um, but once the students realize that, man, it's, it's a powerful thing. And the way these kids sing out from their hearts, I mean, it, it touches me. And I've heard this music for years now, and it, it doesn't get old. It's just, it's awesome hearing them sing about their God. Yeah, yeah. I just had a chance to be with some of our fifth-year students, our fifth-year guys. I meet once a week with a couple different groups. But one of the meets, meetings this week was with our fifth-year guys that are getting ready for the drama parts 
on Sunday. They're probably singing as well um, in the choir. And they got a few other things going on their plates. So I asked them how they're doing. And I, they have uh, finals this week. I think they had one more Greek final to come tomorrow. And they said they were tired. <laughs> and I was just asking them some questions about it. But one of them talked about just the idea there's some pressure that's involved with this. It wasn't negative. He said, actually, this is a good thing, but we feel it. And I asked what, what they felt about the pressure. I said, well, I don't want to forget my lines. <laughs> um, which uh, I don't want them to forget either. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so he felt that uh, for sure. But there, there really was, um, you could tell, uh, an excitement about their opportunity to do this. I think it's one of the first times they've ever done this either. So I'm so proud of them. They're, they can do it. They yeah. can totally do it. They've worked very hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I understood that before this afternoon and then now this time that the ones actually doing the drama are the fifth-year students, Yes, right? it is the fifth year. So they've kind of watched some of the upperclassmen as they, they moved along. They knew their time was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ready or not, here they come. Yep, exactly. Yeah, well, I think they are ready. I mean, I don't know. Ready, ready, but... <laughs> Um, they're anticipating it, and I think it's a great experience for them. I was interested in what you said, Deb, about ways that they could use this future, going back to the islands and ministering. What do you mean by that? I've had a lot of students write back to me and share that the drama class and the speech classes were really helpful and beneficial in their churches. So they've put on their own Christmas programs when they've gone back. Or they've been able to use it in teaching. Some of them are actually teaching drama now in wow. their own school. Okay. And so it's really exciting to hear that, that they're, they're writing back and they're saying it was actually, and even some of them, they're not even maybe not using drama, but they gained some confidence in yeah. themselves mm-hmm. and their speaking ability. And so now they feel like they can teach or they can get involved in their church ministries because they're not scared. Yeah. Because that's that holds a lot of them back. They're just scared. And realizing that they can do it, then they've stepped out and they've been part of ministry. Just teaching Sunday school, any little thing. Yeah, that's really awesome. I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but well, maybe I will anyway. <laughs> um, if you if you put could, Kenny first. <laughs> yeah, give you a chance to think. This isn't that complicated, but as you've had a chance to work with these students, which I agree with you, these are awesome, awesome kids, and uh, they do love God and, and uh, want to serve Him. Uh, but specifically in the drama and music areas, what do you think, what do you see them coming away from this, like a big overall message? Deb, I know you talked about that they can do this. I think that's a huge, huge uh, message. But anything that you're seeing kind of, or maybe in this group particular that, they seem to be learning spiritually or characterize. Um, well, I think it's just like you said earlier, how they're always singing. You know, wherever you are on campus, you hear them singing. Um, and I, I know for me in college, a lot of my friends were singing just, you know, random songs out there in the world. Um, but even here at this college, they're all singing gospel songs. Huh. Wherever I hear them, they're singing gospel songs and just gospel songs. Um, especially in this time of year, and we have that Christmas CD that they they published you know, years ago. But I think just one of the things I've I've noticed and I've realized with them is that they basically make music a part of their lives. Oh yeah, you know it's not just choir. Yep. it's not just on Sundays, but a lot of them really relate to how they they feel about God through the music. 
and through the words they sing and through the harmonies that they sing as well. Um, I think that just really encouraged me. Um, I know that for me as a music teacher, you know, all I'm, all I'm thinking about is lesson planning for how to teach music. Yeah, right. And for them, you know, music is literally every day, every hour, every second they're thinking about that. And that just encourages me to do the same thing, you know. Um, we're, we're called to continually think about God and continually pray. And one way you can do that is through song. Uh, it's just an awesome power that music has. Speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns yeah. and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord. I mean, we're commanded to do that. So we do tend to speak to ourselves, sometimes a lot of negative messages, and even some other not negative, but just about all kinds of other stuff. But God really wants us to speak to ourselves in the, in the voice of music, which mm-hmm. feeds our soul and feeds our spirit. Yeah, that's awesome. That's beautiful. Do you have anything we can add to that? I would definitely say, once again, courage, you know, finding that, they, that God will enable them. If he's called them to the task, he will enable them, mm-hmm. and he'll make their thoughts established. And I'm, I just think of that word, courage. That's an awesome, <laughs> really awesome spiritual lesson. I love that. I, I'm just picturing these guys that I was just talking to you know, this afternoon and the ladies that are going to be part of this. Um, and... They're learning character things, but if they can connect that to a godly spiritual character trait like courage, that's I'm really encouraged by that too. You, they'll enjoy the program. Everybody's going to really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, Chris will close us out by giving us the details again, but I'm even more excited than I was before, <laughs> and I was excited before. So <laughs> Sunday night, thank you guys for all the time that yeah. you put into these welcome. students. You're, really, you're, you're mentoring and discipling them, but, but this program... Uh, as well. Thank you for that. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. As always, we want to personally invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. I'm going to focus more this week on coming to our concert in the evening, 6 p.m., but I want to mention to you again as well, we begin at 9.30 a.m. when we have adult Bible fellowships and children's programs, and uh, in the morning service, 10.30 a.m., God's amazing love for you, but we'd love to see you there for What Child Is This? 6 p.m. Sunday evening at Harvest Baptist Church. Go to our website for any directions or details, hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Mm-hmm.